welcome back to another episode of In-Depth. My name is Luke Hardacre and I'm surf coach at Ombi. If you're new to Ombi, we take a look at surfing from the perspective of ocean, mind, body and equipment. In this podcast, it's all about straight to the point tips, things that you can take away, implement into your surfing or things that change the way you view your surfing. So before I jump into this episode, this was actually meant to be episode 37. I've had a little mix up. I've kind of left this one kind of trying to figure out some some parts of it and where I wanted to go with it. So it's now episode 39. But after that, it'll be back to the, I guess, what I say is coming next week. So this one just kind of got held back a little bit just for those reasons. So without further ado, let's just get straight into it. Do you ever feel like your fitness or mobility is holding you back in your surfing? Does it seem like if you were just fitter, your problems and surfing might be gone? Well, what I want to give you is the knowledge and kind of the baselines of where you need your fitness, primarily mobility and strength to be so you can surf effectively. And then I want to also go against the common trend and say that it's not always your fitness or mobility that is your issue. And that can just be a carrot on a stick or a Band-Aid fix that doesn't really get you where you want to be. There's some drills. There's a whole bunch of context to this, some that you may want to see. So there will be, as always, a link in the show notes below where you can find the guide, which will have the images that you can follow along for. These drills are just going to help you test yourself and see where you may need to work on things and if your fitness is fine and if it's something else that you need to work on. But before we get into that, there's a couple things I want to get out of the way first. And that's, I personally think there is way too much BS with surf fitness. It kind of comes down to this, like, if you have this problem, then do this. If you're struggling to catch waves, then do this. And then there's stuff like, here's how to test it, but the movement doesn't really even replicate what you're doing. It seems and sounds like all these fixes to your surfing become to get more fit or to get more volume. And this kind of bugs me. There is 100% a level of mobility and fitness you need to surf effectively. But surprisingly, it's not anything out of the ordinary. I'm always going to encourage you to be better, healthier, and fitter. But there comes a point where specific surf fitness is just a carrot on a stick or a band-aid fix And that just kind of makes you feel better, but in the long run, doesn't really make you feel better. Stick with me here. I'm actually going to give you everything you need, regardless of your age, strength, or mobility, so you know the baselines and what to aim for. Anything beyond those baselines is just bettering yourself, which is amazing. But it isn't a cure-all pill for your surfing. And what does happen when you get fitter, other than all around being healthier, feeling better, all the other usual benefits we know of, it's that you build up more stamina and endurance. And when you get tired after a long surf, you get sloppy and technique drops. That's a good goal to work on in your surfing fitness. But first, where is this kind of rant coming from? Or where is this, I guess, position against a lot of the the common stuff of surf fitness that goes on? And it's two things. And it's first that too often do I hear a surfer come to me or someone in Ombi And they put themselves down and they say, oh, they can't surf well because of this or that. And the typical comments is that 
they aren't super fit or they're getting older. I hate seeing this happen or someone shoot themselves down and assuming they've got no major injuries or issues with the body, they can move well enough for surfing. We can quickly figure out what's actually going on for them and how we can push them down the right path if they do need to work on their fitness or if it's just how they're moving. The second part of this is that I had a clip sent to me and it was someone asking for some advice and a second opinion after they had some video analysis given back to them. I felt this feedback was damaging to the surfer and it's quite often commonly said. Anyways, the point is the feedback started with, oh, you're really fit, blah, 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 but you're struggling to catch the wave. I feel you need to go to swim laps in a pool three to five times a week and work on your paddle strength. And this is my issue. You can't be fit and not fit enough at the same time. You're either fit enough and have bad technique, you're unaware, you work inefficiently, or you are unfit. None of this is to make you feel bad, but telling someone to just get fit doesn't solve the problem. It may make you feel good, and again, I encourage you to always be fitter and healthier, just it's not the advice you need to fix the issue. I want you to kind of learn to catch a fish, not to be fed a fish, if that makes sense. With that out of the way, let's just go straight into understanding these baselines for strength and mobility. So when someone shoots themselves down about their fitness or age or anything else, here's what we at Ombi will generally run them through to see where they're at and if there's any issues in mobility and flexibility and if they may be an issue. There are a couple of basic baselines you need and you can test these right now. But first, you need to understand what you're testing yourself against and how to understand what you're going through, which is just these stem from plain and simple, just ask these questions for each movement. And that is, can you do this movement easily? When you do it, is there any pain or discomfort when doing it? How is your range of motion? Meaning, can you do the full movement or is it kind of a partial movement? And do you have the strength to easily do the movement? That's it. There's nothing, there's nothing complicated about it. It's just a yes or no question. Can you do it or can't you do it? It's not, yeah, I'm 50% there. It's, I can do the full movement and that's where it ends. There's no prizes for overachieving or trying too hard. It's just plain and simple. Yes, I can do it. And that's all it needs to be. So then here's the movements you need to test. And this is all grounded in your surfing and it's pain-free without a loss of range of motion. So I'll give names that you're familiar with, but most of these are kind of variants. It's just ways that you can do these movements to test a similar movement that will be replicated in your surfing. So starting, you have Cobra Pose. And this is kind of done during your pop-up. It's also done partially in your paddling where you want your chin up. And then you have a modified version of downward dog. And this is where during your pop-up, you're lifting your hips up into a similar position. Then you've got kissing the knees, which is for your stance and turns, and it's where your back knee moves towards the front knee. And then you have compressing into those knees, and this is generally done during your bottom turns. Then you have twisting and leaning, which is done for turns. And then you just have getting up off the floor and general everyday movement. I'm not going to be covering movements that are associated with 
really advanced surfing. This kind of is meant more about the foundations. And it goes for everything from your paddling, your pop-up, your bottom turning, your maneuvers, so snaps, cutbacks, floaters, kind of the generic stuff. If you're doing some pretty insane or advanced surfing, you don't really need this podcast. And it's gonna you're going to hit those baselines anyway. So let's tick off the easy ones. We're going to go through this in a simple process, building on from one movement to the next. And this is just your general movement and getting up off the floor. And they, these first two, you're either going to test them or ignore them. And they're really just to know if you have big alarm bells or not. This is the main stage where if there's a problem here, go see a specialist. Go see a health specialist, someone who knows whatever this problem is and how to fix it. Get it fixed. If you have any pain, lack of range of motion, or issues in your day-to-day every movements, go get that fixed. This is either an existing injury or it's something that's waiting to become one. This is just common sense and it really has nothing to do with surfing. The first one being getting up from the floor. If being able to get up the floor is an ego killer, it's entirely directed at anyone recovering from a serious injury. And this is your first test. Throw surfing out the window. This is just a basic test of strength and mobility. If you can't get off the floor properly, pain-free, or without issue, there's an issue that needs addressing. As I said, this is usually only for people who are rehabbing injuries. It's going to kill your ego. You want to get back into surfing ASAP, but if you force the issue here, it's either going to knock your confidence, be a tough pill to swallow, or you're going to risk doing damage. I'd rather you don't go through that and enjoy the process of getting back to being fit. If you can't do this, your pop-up's going to be stuffed. And paddling may or may not be an issue as well. That depends on your body and what condition it's in. It's going to hurt if you get super excited to get back in and then you're met with just an insane struggle. Okay, so the rest of this, we're back onto the average Joe and what most people are feeling. Going into Cobra Pose, which is all about your paddling and catching waves, and it's entirely about how comfortable can you paddle and can you do it well, and also to get proper technique and to not lizard paddle. It's also going to help you with catching waves, and I'm going to explain these two parts, and there's a clear reason for this, and it's all to do with technique of catching a wave. If you're familiar with Ombi, you're probably aware of the Oreo biscuit, our easy way to try and catch waves in the pocket. When you're paddling, you want to lift your chin and your chest. And this is so you can see where you're going, what the waves are doing, but more importantly, this is so you can make space for your body to properly paddle. And why this helps your paddling is that if your chest and your chin is down, you're lizard paddling. It's incredibly inefficient. So try doing this on the ground and with your chin and chest down and then do it again with your chin and chest up. You're going to have no space to do an adequate stroke. Your limbs are more scratching the surface of the water and moving water sideways rather than having the shoulder above the water to allow you to create the forward moving stroke. So how does this help you catch waves then? Is This is where you should be paddling to catch a wave. You do this relaxed paddling to get back out to the lineup, but because you know it's the most efficient way. It's effective. It's subconscious, but you'll see surfers doing this paddling out and they look effortless. Then a wave comes and all of a sudden they get stressed, chin down, paddle hard, 
and start lizard paddling. You're never going to out paddle the wave or even get close to its speed. Your goal in paddling is more about positioning yourself to catch the wave than it is about building speed. So with Cobra Pros, you should roughly look like this. There's a GIF. Like I said, there will be an image of all of these. And it's that full range of motion and your arms will be extended. And it's about 90% of the way. You no need to lock the arms or elbows, keep a small bend on them. This is pretty standard Cobra Pose. But when you think about paddling, you'll be paddling with your arms in the water and they won't be really pushing off something hard, but you need that bend in your back. And this is what's going to help simulate that so that you can see, do I have pain in my back? Is there pain in my shoulders and traps? Is there pain in my neck? Somewhere in the system, you're going to feel something if there's an issue. But it's mostly going to test that lower back. But it's important to remember that if you have issues with your neck or shoulders, mostly these are due to bad posture. You may feel discomfort at the back of your neck or between the shoulders. I'm not going to suggest all the stretches or fixes for these. There's already a million and one things out there about how to fix these scenarios. What I do advise you, if this is a serious problem, just go see a health specialist. If it doesn't feel right, if it just feels like you need to stretch it, then stretch it. But if it feels like this is an issue, then go see someone. The next stage of this, again, goes back to your pop-up. And this is kind of a modified version of Downward Dog. We don't want to be doing the full version. It's not about the stretch, and it's more about that transition from going from a somewhat cobra pose to lifting your hips up to create space for your legs to come through. The higher your hips can get, the more space you can create. But this isn't about who has the best downward dog. So again, there's an image in the description. You need to be able to do this posture while keeping your chin up and looking at where you're going. And this is super important for your pop-up. If you play around with this and pull your chin down, you'll minimize that space. And this will minimize the space for your legs to come through. And where you're looking is where you're going. And if you're looking down, you're going to be aiming down. For the most part, people are fine here. More technique and not lifting the hips to make space during the pop-up or they look down that kills their pop-up. There'll be a whole other episode on the pop-up kind of very in-depth coming in the following weeks. But if there's an issue here, it'll be your hips. And if they're tight or weak, then you should go work on those. Again, any concerns or pain, go see a specialist. Moving then into your stance and starting to do turns, Kissing the knees is all about stance, and it's often a problem for people with knee issues. If you want to know more about the general advice around that, there's a whole other guide on how kissing the knees can improve your stance and style. The main idea of kissing the knees is that it pulls you out of poo man stance. It brings your knees to the point where you're going. It brings your hips, chest, and shoulders roughly pointing where you're going and puts you in a neutral stance where you have better balance and control. You can now see everything going on and respond or move in any way. This is just your back knee moving in towards the front knee. That is what kissing the knee means. Your hips are going to rotate to accommodate along with the rest of the body. Your back hip should rotate forwards. Tight hips and knees are going to show up here. If you have pain in the knee, check your stance and how you're doing it. This is the one that you need to play with it to find your sweet spot. By that I mean the average surfer has a poo man stance, which is super wide. 
And this isn't effective at all. And this position will change where your feet want to be. So make sure your feet are comfortable, not too wide of a stance, and your joints are vertically stacked, which means one above the other. And you should be good to go. I naturally have a tight stance. My legs are roughly shoulder width apart. If you have knee pain, film yourself and look at your stance. If it looks awkward, it could be causing the pain by trying to extend the range of motion beyond what it can naturally do. Your knees may not kiss, and that's okay. And by kiss, I mean touch. It will depend on your mobility, knees, and how wide your stance is. They just need to kiss enough that you bring your body front on. Which is great. If you've done this, you've just found your neutral stance. And then everything from your surfing is going to stem from that. So you can try this on land, skating, surfing. And if you feel pain, it's either adjust the stance, film it to check, or you need to go see a specialist or figure out if it's a mobility issue. Following from the same stance is compressing into your knees, and this is going to be used in your bottom turn and other parts of your surfing. And it's simple. There's no need to do insane deep squats or things that don't happen in surfing. So from that same stance, the same kissing the knees neutral stance position, check that you can compress down into your knees without bending your back. Your, your back may naturally bend a little bit, but what you don't want to do is hinge at the hips. You want to think of yourself just compressing down vertically and your body comfortably aligning to make that possible. So with this, you're going to want to compress and extend out of your knees. And this is going to create lift, especially during your bottom turn. You think you need to get low and lean on the inside rail on a front side bottom turn, and then you need to lift to make yourself lighter, which is compressing and extending out of your knees. So the same thing, just see if you can compress down into the knees from that position and back up. So tight hips and knee pain again, double check your knees and make sure they're tracking safely and not doing anything weird here. So as a side note, I have a very weird set of knees that twisted. This is for my own personal experiences somewhere I have to check how my knees move because they may move in a way that will make them vulnerable, which can then lead to pain or an injury for me. Moving then on to twisting and turning, it's again, we're coming back into this neutral stance and you're understanding where everything stems from it, that all you need to do is just see if you can twist. And this is going to mimic parts of your cutback or your snap. And this is where you need to twist to look back over your shoulder, create that torsion to move the board as well. And this is where you're going to have knee issues like me. If they didn't show up before, they may show up now. And by being in that neutral stance, kissing the knees, and being vertically aligned with the jaw, your joints, you allow your twist or turn to connect from the upper body to the lower body. And this means that you look where you want to go and the head and the shoulders are going to follow. And this connects to the hips, which then connects to the knees and then the feet. So you're just going to be looking over your front shoulder and twisting to see how far around you can go. If you aren't doing it right, you'll know this because you won't feel anything in your knees or feet. And this means that no signal is being sent to your board. And that it's not going to want to turn. If your feet stay standing, the same as if you weren't moving, no signals being sent. You're just flapping your arms. 
this is going to create torque and it's what you want. But that torque will put pressure on the knees. So pain here can be bad technique, a bad stance, and you need to play with that. But otherwise, knee pain will be a mobility limitation or another issue that needs attention. Range of motion is quite tough here, as this is more about how you open the shoulders and do proper technique. Your front shoulder will want to roll in. You want it to roll out towards your back so you can open up for turning over the front shoulder. And you want to extend that twist further around. So a quick tip, palm facing up on your front arm will do that. It's a good experiment to play with to learn biomechanics and how your front arm is locking up your turns. That if you simply put it in front of you and go from palm down to palm up, you'll feel your shoulder rolling in and out. A quick test and to see where your mobility is and where technique comes in is that you can do this twisting action with your palm facing down, do the twist and feel how far you can go around, and then do the twist again with your palm facing up, your leading arm's thumb should be pointing outwards, and do the twist again and you should make it further around than before, and this is because your shoulder is more open. If you can do this without any serious pain, then this is great. Again, neutral stance. Everything comes back to it and everything stems from it. This is the same again, except you're going to be doing a lean and you're going to be doing a small compression along with using your back arm to create that lean and deepen it. And this starts with your back arm reaching down and slightly forwards. You want the elbow to come down more than the forearm. You don't want to be reaching with your hand because that will bend your back. And this is also then going to deepen your bottom turn by using the elbow rather than the hand. So it should engage your toes and your heels will lift. So you need to play around with this again to understand those biomechanics and how this will impact your board. When you go back to thinking about compressing into the knees in neutral stance, this is the same thing. You want to compress down without hinging at the back. You want to have good balance and stacked joints to keep that center of gravity within you. Otherwise, you're just going to have no real balance and control. Again, if you didn't have any issues before, you probably won't hear. It's just a fun last drill to check and see. If you can do all of that, fantastic. Job done, move on. Fitness is most likely not the thing that's holding your surfing back. Stamina endurance may be an issue and being more fit, surfing for longer, is an amazing goal and I encourage you to chase that. And for that, swimming is generally what I'd recommend to most people. It's a fitness regime or any other typical fitness regime is going to help. There's no need to go out and make it complicated. Just achieve a higher level of fitness, health, stamina. That's the main thing. Be more efficient. More surfing and paddling is definitely going to help with getting fitter and lasting longer. There isn't really much else that can build that fitness for you. It really is a movement that doesn't get replicated close anywhere else. However, like I said before, swimming is your best, but even that just isn't the same. Surfing is surfing. If you did have any pain across any of those, go see a specialist, a physio, a doctor, any trained professional that deals with that area. They're going to help you identify the pain. If you don't know, just go see your general practitioner. They will start pointing you in the right direction. It may be something simple. It may be something more you don't know, best to just get it checked rather than push it. 
And to speak from experience, like I said, my knees are cactus. It's a birth defect. I have twisted knees. They're going inwards. Knock knee, if you're familiar with it. And my right knee is rotated quite a bit inwards. And this is the knee I kiss with. It helps with kissing the knee and it makes it look really all like easy, but it also puts a lot of pressure on that knee. Physios and doctors have helped me with it. They've identified this issue for me years ago. I had two routes. Reconstruct the knee by shaving the bone, which sounds as bad as it is, and doctors didn't advise me to do that. Or I had the option of building the muscle around that leg and be aware and conscious to move the knee in a way that's supported without compromising it. So that's what I did. When you kiss the knees, your front foot will be the main support. It's on the widest part of the board and is your accelerator pushed down the wave. So my knee is okay in these positions, but I always have to be conscious of it. At this point, I'll have it for life. And now it's just a stage of self-managing it. And if I cause an injury to it, I need to listen to my body and rest it. No surfing, skating, or running. If you had any lack of range of motion or flexibility, this is where, again, if there's any doubt, go see a specialist. But if you're sure it's just fitness, like I know I have tight hamstrings, I'm not actually that flexible. It's to go and search the movements or related movements and you'll find a million and one stretches. You're going to find so much information on how to help these parts, but I will always recommend go find an overall solution, not just a one. Create a better system, not just a better part. The tried and tested age-old methods for improving these areas are also going to be what I recommend, but I'm not a specialist in stretching mobility or a physio or anything like that. So again, I would advise you to go get your information on how to fix these much better than me. There's no need to reinvent the wheel because it's surfing. This isn't a new movement. This is something that's been around for decades. People know how it works and they know the impact it puts on the body. If your lower back is stiff, find a stretch to work on that or see a specialist to help you guide you on how to fix it. If it's not mobility and it's not a lack of range of motion and you're not feeling pain, then what is holding back your surfing? And for a lot of people, this can be where it's either technique or it's the mental side of surfing. You know, stress, anxiety, fear, pressure, crowds, conditions, the list goes on. Bad paddling technique will just wear you out. Being the fittest person outside of the surf means nothing in the surf. You don't need to be a gym junkie to be paddle fit. Good technique goes a long way and then routine surfing keeps you at a good level. The biggest killer though is losing technique due to fear, anxiety, stress, or any other mental side of your surfing. It's a distraction and it's going to exhaust you. And if you're uncomfortable, it's going to cause you to lose proper technique because you're responding to that fear, the wave dropping out or whatever it is. So I wanted to share a short story highlighting this where our head coach, Clayton, myself, and a friend of ours all paddled out at Karamban Alley earlier this year. This is a point break, if you're unfamiliar with it, that on the right tide and conditions can have a pretty big sweep which is going to mean a hell of a lot of paddling. Our friend was by far the fittest. He goes to the gym all the time and is really muscly. 
However, he had about a year or two of surfing under his belt. He's comfortable paddling out to the back. He's on a shortboard. And I myself exercise quite frequently. I consider myself fit, but I don't go above and beyond that. I'm not, I wouldn't put myself into the realm of gym junkies or trying to build mass or anything like that to get bigger muscles. And then there's Clay. He doesn't go to the gym, isn't very muscly, and he's quite skinny, and he just surfs. You'd think that with our mate's extra fitness, he'd do really well. But in reality, that day went the opposite. See, Clay is a master of efficiency and only doing what he needs to do. Yes, he's paddle fit, but on land, he was the least fit of all of us. In the, in the surf, he was the fittest of all three of us. Our friends struggled the whole session. And it's partially because he's still figuring things out. He's still in that phase of he's only had a short amount of time surfing. Fitness is going to help you with stamina, but you've got to know when to conserve energy and how to make things easier on yourself rather than just tiring yourself out. I want to include a quick comment, and it's not against older surfers. It's just a routine comment that I want to address to help. And that it's, I used to be fine, but now I can't even pop up. And there's a lot of surfers who've done it all their life. And as they get older, say 60 to 70 or even older, and I've had students come back to me and say, I used to be totally fine. I used to get the bigger waves and I'd surf all right. And now I can't pop up to save my life. I need to fix my fitness. If I just had more mobility or a little bit more strength. Within five minutes, I'll run them through all these movements I've just explained. And if there's no issues, it's generally an issue of lost confidence as they get older and have to compete with the younger surfers. Again, I'm not trying to be against anyone in particular. I'm coming at this from a point of, I want to explain how to help the situation and understand it. In that quite often it's a lost confidence in ability or there's fear, anxiety or stress or anything else along those lines in that in certain phases of our life, definitely with women, they become more maternal and protective during and after pregnancy, and that also affects them. It, this is a change in conditions and their attitude that people aren't really aware of. They don't really think, like, has something changed with me? They They try to look for the quick and easy answer, which sometimes is nicer, but we do have to address the fix of like, well, how do I fix that? Because I may get more flexible, I may get more strength, but if I'm still worried and about the crowd or I'm still anxious, that's not going to change how I perform. It's so insanely common, but it's really unspoken of. And I know some very prominent surfers who have gone through this and it kills them. They are down in the dumps because they feel they have gone backwards. It's something that I don't want you to experience if you are an older surfer or whatever you're going through, if it's a rehab and coming back into it. It isn't easy to confront, but sometimes we just need to step back and check that we aren't holding ourselves back due to confidence, fear, anxiety, or stress. If you don't confront it, the problem may never go away. So in summary, Endlessly chasing fitness isn't the one fix-all in your surfing. 
like volume isn't the one fix all in your surfing. If you check these baselines of a modified cobra pose, modified downward dog, can you kiss the knees? They don't have to touch. It's fine just making the motion to create more space and move in every direction from that neutral stance. Can you compress into the knees without bending at the hips? Can you just move vertically down? Can you twist from that neutral stance? And can you create a lean from that neutral stance? These are all movements that are replicated in your surfing compared to can you do a deep, deep squat and get your bum to touch the ground? That's just not how you want to surf and it's not going to test it. If you have no limitations or issues, you're fit enough. There is a ton of gym junkies that are super fit, but when they're in the surf, they're exhausted because they lack the technique and awareness or they're mentally out of their comfort zone and exhausting themselves by being stressed. If you have any pain, go see a specialist. Any limitations in movement or range of motion, first check your form, film yourself, play with the movement, and if that fails, the tried and tested methods of stretching will be all you need to do work on. But again, be a better driver, drive a better car, Create a better system. Don't work on one part, work on the whole. Create a system where you can improve all of your fitness and mobility instead of just doing one little thing. If you don't have any issues with the movements, you can do them easily on land, but in the surf, it feels impossible. It might be a good time to just check where your confidence, fear, anxiety, or your stress levels are at. There's a heap of good ways to deal with those and the easiest is to talk with a mate. They may just be going through the same things or feeling the same issues. They just didn't want to speak up. If you do want to meet other surfers and progress your surfing together, you can join our free community app. A link will be in the show notes below. It's entirely free, as I said. It also comes with the free Ombi Method PDF and the free Ombi Method training program, which is much longer and goes into more depth than the PDF. But this has been an amazing platform and in recent weeks seeing people share their experience of first learning to skate in their 50s or 60s is amazing and to then motivate other people who have had similar fears and this is what I'm talking about that a fear that you may have someone else is sharing it and someone else has probably just gone through it and can help you push through to the next level and that's what the community is all about if you do want to improve your surfing and you want to fill in all the gaps, know what to do, how to do it, and how to get there quicker. You can start a free 14-day trial, which will give you access to all of our training programs, which includes our beginner and intermediate structured pathways, which take you through a step-by-step follow-along process. And then after those, or if you prefer to go straight into them, you can go to our maneuver deep dives, where we break down a brand new maneuver every month and give a structured training approach for beginners, intermediates, and advanced on how to improve that maneuver. We are also working on a couple events. There will be an event in Australia probably within a couple of weeks by the time we do this. If you're interested in joining us on any of our events, you can go to onbi.co slash events and this will be some face-to-face coaching. We also have our video analysis, which you can find at our website, onbi.co. So, surf fitness. Has this cleared the air? Has it given you something to work towards and create an easy baseline to understand where you're at are you going to try any of these movements and see how you go is this kind of made you feel like you want to 
take better care of yourself or understand what you can do, I'd love to know. You can reach out anytime. Either message me in the app or send an email to info.ombi.co. You can also submit an episode suggestion. The link will be in the show notes below if you'd like me to cover a topic. And also to mean the world to us if you left a review wherever you get your podcast from. And if there's a friend that you think needs to hear some of this or will help their surfing, to share it with them as well. Next week, I'm going to be diving into more about the OMBI method and our approach to training and how you can apply it to what you're working on in your surfing right now to find results and giving you the questions that you need to ask so you can figure out what next, how do I get there? So until then, I'll see you next time.